0: like, turn on notifications, subscribe, or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome into this episode of Chamber Chat Live. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors, the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce 20 and 21, mission and vision partners are MVPs. So these are folks who have continually invested in the chamber, which is certainly helping programming with the chamber and is also making uh, episodes and concepts like chamber chat possible. So we want to thank everybody who's on your screen right now as our mission and vision partners for 2021 with the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Bill Vitiello. I am the director of institutional relationships and marketing at the Victory Bank in Limerick. Welcome again to this episode. Um, we got a great one for you today. As somebody who's never been on Chamber Chat before and is taking advantage of it with their membership, they've been members for uh, quite a while, uh, which is great. But it's, it's going to be great to uh, chat with them. Uh, but first. Um, We're switching back to the president's desk today. (laughs) There it is. Um, I have Eileen, who is the president of the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. Um, So Eileen, you're back at the president's desk.
1: I am back in the office safely, uh, able to maneuver to get in. Uh, Fortunately, the roads are pretty much clear now, so that's great. Uh, I did not show him live on camera, but if you did see, I did post in the comments a picture of Franklin who is our beagle. We talked about our dog on Monday, uh, who was not on screen with me, but there's a picture of him posted on Facebook, so. Was, that the, so one, you
0: know. was that the one out in the snow?
1: No, those were Melissa's dogs.
0: Oh, okay, that was Melissa, so, okay. I have to go back and check it out yes. then. So, nice.
1: So yeah, I thought I would share him with you. Absolutely. So, I, <laughs> so just again, thank you for uh, tuning in today. I just have a couple of things that I wanted to go over. Not necessarily as much event-based as just some other things that I want to continue to share. Uh, We were fortunate enough to have an article in the Reading Eagle yesterday focused on 2021. I would encourage everyone to stick with our social media. Uh, I wrote that article talking about some of the things that the Chamber will be focused on. We've redone our mission and our vision. Uh, We've adopted some values and I'm going to talk about them on some future President's Desk uh, episodes. But I just wanted to take a moment, one of the things that we open that article up with is reminding everyone of the three cornerstones of the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. And you'll see them in some of our marketing, building communities, creating connections, and supporting commerce. And those three things really encompass what we do and everything we do feeds into uh, one of those categories. So, again, I'll talk a little bit more in future shows about the other things, but Just wanted to put that reminder out there about those cornerstones and the opportunities that we try and find to fit into those three different buckets uh, of who we really are. Uh, And the other thing I would just mention today is PPE, uh, personal protective equipment. We are in partnership, I'm sure you've uh, heard us talk about but also seen on our social media. We're in partnership with Montgomery County to be a distribution uh, spot for that. You just have to be a business with less than 100 employees located in montgomery county we're happy to get you supplies so please contact the chamber office and we can get you scheduled to pick those materials up
0: eileen how many boxes do you have left i mean the last time danielle gave us a tour we literally there was literally hundreds how many do you have now left do you think
1: uh probably We are probably still in the neighborhood of 150, 175 in the office, but that is multiple deliveries. So uh, fortunate to have the Lewis group, Uh, Rick Lewis uh, and some of his staff have offered their services and they've been picking up the PPE for us in one of their trucks uh, and delivering it here and helping us unload it and get it up to the chamber office. And we've done that multiple times uh, with each load being 200 kits. So. Uh, we continue to rotate through, but we do have more here and the county has more to get to all of us to distribute. Uh, so please, if you know of anybody, a neighboring business, you know, we would love to love to provide them with these items.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to again, to Rick Lewis and Lewis environmental. Um, so if you're a business and you need PPE, please contact Eileen at the chamber. Uh, we'll Correct. be happy to, yeah, be happy to get the PPE kits to you. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be for the foreseeable future that we're continuing to, um, you know, be safe uh, around one another and have a safe work environment as well. And then I would imagine too, as vaccines start to happen and uh, this virus starts to wane uh, a little bit, people are going to be coming back to the office, so there is going to be that continued need for the PPE equipment to keep us all safe. So um, even though you don't maybe have an immediate need uh with it now i would encourage you to pick it up for the future for the near future yeah
1: these are not items that are going to go bad so right right might as well have it on hand
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely well eileen thank you so much it was great to thank you hear you back at the president's desk again
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks everybody have a great day
0: thank you so as eileen and i were talking i think drew gave a little uh sneak peek as to who our guest was today Um, and I can't wait to have him on because he's somebody I actually just met about hmm, six minutes ago. (laughs) So that's, again, that's the beauty of Chamber Chat. We can bring people together maybe who have never met before, but my guest today is Bruce Baldwin from Wolf Baldwin and Associates. Bruce, welcome to Chamber Chat. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks very much for having me. After a tough day of shoveling out yesterday, I was able to make it into the office today and happy to be here.
0: Awesome, and thank you. And it's a pleasure to meet you. I know, you know, I've known about your law firm for years because um, I've been in banking, and we share some mutual clients. Um, but also have the pleasure of knowing Levi and Amy Wolf as well. So um, have a little bit of connection there. So, so Bruce, uh, tell tell me a little bit about yourself first before we get into Wolf Baldwin, please. Where are you, where are you sure. from? Uh,
2: again, uh, Bruce Baldwin. I'm a lifelong resident of uh, Montgomery County until a few years back, and moved just across the Uh, line into the Chestnut Hill neighborhood in Philadelphia, uh, but still make it into the office pretty regularly. And uh, I've been with the firm since 1987. So if you're counting, that's over 33 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, originally, uh, I started out with uh, uh, Jack Wolf, uh, who was uh, previously a partner in the firm. He's now retired. And now I am pleased to be working with Levi Wolf. He just mentioned Levi and Amy, of course, big fixtures here in Pottstown. And uh, I work a little bit more behind the scenes than they do, I would say. But uh, yeah, I've been uh, doing a lot of civil litigation over the years, uh, and increasingly I'm moving from that into small business work. I'm doing a lot of small business work for the past 15 years or so. And uh, more and more of that, uh, and the, the, the older I get, the, the more I like to stay out of the courtroom and let, leave that to the younger attorneys in the firm.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ask you about the small business uh, in in just a few moments. Sure. Um, so, uh, look, I mean, we can have a, a we can unpack a, a, a pretty deep conversation here. But so so tell me some of the things that Wolf Baldwin offers. I know you know there's some um, firms that offer just you just specialty in one area. If you would say you were especially in one area, but I know you guys do a whole bunch of other things. So if you could kind of of describe the law firm, it would be appreciated.
2: Sure. Um, We have four offices primarily in Pottstown, uh, 800 East High Street, which is where I am now. We also have uh, satellite offices in Westchester and Reading. And most recently we've uh, developed an office in uh, Pennsburg. And um, part of what we have is, a robust estate and estate planning department. Uh, we have, uh, an estate and estate planning attorney here in Pottstown, Carolyn Marcazzani, and also uh, an estate and the state planning attorney in full practice in Pennsburg, uh, with, uh, Michelle Forsell, who we're pleased to have welcomed on over the past few months. Uh, so in addition to that estate and the state planning element, uh, we also have uh, a solid, uh, workers' compensation department, uh with levi wolf doing mostly comp work and also uh, Den mccabe uh, also doing comp work they're both outstanding attorneys in that area both are certified in that field uh, we also have a significant municipal law practice uh, with chuck garner and matt hubby uh, and uh, as you may know chuck is the solicitor for the borough of Pottstown, as well as for various other municipalities and that's important to me that we have those different elements because they uh help me uh, they backstop my work in in, uh, in business law so if there's a municipal component or a real estate component uh i'm i can go to uh chuck garner uh or matt hovey for any workers compensation issues and they do arise uh very often we have to advise our business clients on Uh, you know, whether they need coverage, whether there are exceptions to coverage, uh, you know, what happens, uh, what we can do for them to help them out of a jam if for some reason they didn't have workers' compensation coverage at a critical moment. Uh, And of course, there's overlap with uh, our estate planning department. Uh, We have uh, a lot of clients who are worried about business business succession planning, and we work with uh, Carolyn Marquezani and Michelle Forsell with that kind of uh, issue so I, I feel privileged that I do have other attorneys here who I can go to uh, if there's a blind spot in, in my knowledge base do you feel
0: like the small businesses um, when it comes to engaging you guys with services that they tend to be a little bit more reactive rather than proactive and what's what's the thought process around if I'm a if I'm a small business owner how how am I thinking about engaging you
2: that's a really good question I um, i would say about half of us come to us proactively realizing that they need uh their their contracts tweaked or or revamped entirely in some cases um and some of us come some come to us only when there's a problem um the goal is once we have um a business client as as a client of ours uh the goal is to be available for them uh you know on very short notice uh, by telephone to help to walk them through problems as they develop but also at the same time say hey you're not going to have this problem next time you know if you handle this issue now so let's let's work on the contract you're using so you don't have that as a problem going down the road and there are all sorts of ways you can do that um, it, when it comes to an issue of you know collecting um, a, a lot of contracts are uh, missing uh, the sorts of provisions that would uh, uh, compel um, the, the party who owes the money, the, de- the debtor to uh, pay up quickly, you know, such as interest provisions, such as attorney's fees for, for collection and enforcement provisions, those sorts of things. So a lot of things that can be very easily accomplished to sort of change the incentives for someone who may owe uh, debt to one of our business clients.
0: Mm-hmm. And, my, and my next question, I'm not asking you to give you a full, a full consultation here, but you see a lot with business succession um, or, um, you know, as soon as you start a business, you almost have to plan for ending the business in some regard, right? So whether or not you're the principal and, um, you know, I don't know, whatever you happen to pass away or you want to pass it along to your family or you wind up selling the business. Um, what would you say to a business owner who hadn't even thought about that? They're just so excited about getting the business going and getting it started. You know, they have to think about some sort of succession planning. Can you speak a little bit
2: to that Well, one of the things that, that we recommend is that businesses uh, incorporate or organize as limited liability companies if they haven't done so already. Uh, if they do, if the corporation, then there are shares of company stock that are readily transferable, at least to family members. Uh, there are membership interests in LLCs that are percentage interests, and those are also easy, easily transferable. But part of what you want is to prevent uh, a business partner from being able to uh, sell or transfer his share to someone who may not have any head for the business or may not have uh, compatible goals with the business or with the other partner and so there you have buy sell agreements that you know impose restrictions on transfer um, those buy sell agreements can take a number of forms but usually it's a, a right of first refusal uh, you can't sell to you know John Doe down the street without first offering uh, the shares of the business to me on the same terms, that sort of thing. So um, that, through setting up corporations or a limited liability companies, you establish a mechanism for transfer, and you also establish restrictions on who uh, member interests and shares can and cannot be transferred to.
0: See, guys, this is why you contact a subject matter expert. I mean, come <laughs> on, right? Um, I'm going to ask you another question, but uh, before that, I want to encourage our audience, if you are watching this live, to please uh, drop any questions or comments uh, right here on Facebook, and hopefully Bruce uh, will have the opportunity to answer them uh, live for you. I want to go back to the estate planning a little bit. Um, I'm just going to ask you a blanket question. It it might be a little bit loaded, but um, who needs estate planning?
2: Who Who needs estate planning? Um, Well, you know, In the absence of a will, in the absence of that, the the law provides uh, sort of a default will, it's called intestacy succession. So there are ways of of, uh, transferring assets from a deceased person without there being a will. But the question is whether that default plan in the intestacy law is what you want. Um, And also the intestacy law says nothing about who's gonna be your executor. Uh, who's going to carry out your wishes that's something that in the absence of a will that names an executor you're going to have to uh, go to the court and make a case for why you should be the person appointed as the administrator of that estate um, and if you don't have that in a will you're you're leaving that to chance so uh, it's important to uh, to do that it's also important to keep in mind that the intestacy law is sort of a a blunt instrument it doesn't allow fine-tuning it doesn't allow that you leave uh, this item of personal property to that person it doesn't allow that you provide some specialized uh, uh, instructions as to how your real estate should be transferred or not transferred may be and maybe held and leased for a period of time uh intestacy laws just split it amongst the children generally uh, if there are uh, children to be had there it's a little more complicated than that but it's sort of a blunt instrument. And if you want to fine tune anything, you, ne- you need a will to do that.
0: So, so when do you recommend somebody engage you in that process? Is that something that happens um, as you start to have a family, uh, a little bit later in life, as you start to accumulate wealth? Or when, when does that happen?
2: It, it's, it's comfort level for different people. But for a lot of people, uh, we recommend that, if not sooner, that uh, they um, uh, start putting together wills and having us put together wills for them, actually, uh, when they do have children. Um, you can provide for you know, everything to be split equally amongst you know, your first child and any children here after born to or adopted by is, is the language we use. Um, and you can also name in there someone that you would uh, want to serve as the guardian for any minor children uh, if you, know, if you, got, you know, God forbid, pass away while the children are still minors. Um, and the appointment of a guardian in a will is not necessarily legally binding on a court. The court has to approve it, but the naming of that individual in the will makes it more likely that the person you want to have guardianship ends up having guardianship.
0: Gotcha. So you guys have four offices now. That's Congratulations. I know your newest one's in Pensburg, right?
2: That's right. Right. We're we're uh, happy to have uh, them on board and, and uh, that, you know, gets us to that end of the county where we weren't otherwise before and also uh, uh, puts us a little bit in Bucks County and in Lehigh County as well. Okay.
0: So Bruce, what made you become an attorney? Is this something you always wanted to do? or <laughs>
2: um, My grandfather was an attorney and for the longest time, I would not let that motivate me uh, to, to go to law school. But then uh, Uh, To be perfectly honest, when I was in college at Westchester University, many, many years ago, um, I was uh, a major in in English literature. And as I got through my junior year there, I realized I'm not sure that the available jobs uh, for someone with an English literature degree are, are going to be the angle I want to follow. And since no one was about to pay me to be the great American novelist, that they thought the best approach would be to go to law school. Because uh, through that, through a law degree, you at least have the ability uh, to uh, help people navigate a complicated legal system. Uh, And that's how I've always viewed my role is help people navigate a a system that's difficult for lawyers, uh, let alone how difficult it might be for uh, the clients we have. So uh, that's where I've taken satisfaction since then from, from helping people navigate these Sorts of issues, and and it, you know, you talk about the practice of law, um, and and the reason you call it a practice is you never quite get it right. You're always practicing, right? right. And uh, so it, it has always been a challenge. It always is a challenge, and uh, it usually it's a fascinating challenge. Always something new.
0: Sure, I, I I know. I mean, being in banking, we see something new every day as well. Uh, new questions, and you know, we have to be the yeah. subject matter experts in our area, just like just like you do. Um, you have family, Bruce?
2: I do. I have uh, a wife uh, and I have uh, two children. My my daughter, Mariel, lives here in Pottstown. Uh, my son, Ryan, uh, is in Philadelphia. He's doing uh, a lot of film work and he has to be close to where the, the film crews are going. Um, my daughter, as a matter of fact, went into law as well. She's a paralegal. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, I don't know whether she's following my footsteps or I think she just took a different route to get to the same to the same profession.
0: Yeah, that's all right. The kids sound like they they're doing something that they love to do, right?
2: They are. They are, and that's important. Very important.
0: Wow. So when you're not practicing law, what do you like to do? What are some of your hobbies and interests?
2: Boy, when I'm not practicing law, <laughs> that doesn't come up very often. Um I my wife and I are runners. We we try to you know stay fit with that. Uh um And we are avid readers and also writers uh, of middling or or different levels of success, uh, most of it not quite where we'd like it to be. But uh, so I I also do some some teaching in the legal field uh, for uh, National Business Institute. They uh, run seminars nationally and uh, I teach some of the more locally based seminars in Philadelphia and Allentown.
0: That's great. So how how has the pandemic um, affected um, the law firm? Have you seen any changes or an uptick in, um, you know, inquiry?
2: Most of our practice stayed pretty constant. Uh, People uh, are in need of legal services, whether there's a pandemic or not, for the most part. The one area where there's been some effect, I think, uh, is in the area of workers' compensation. And I I think that's largely because um, a, a lot of the people who w- would get injured on the job are talking about, you know, blue collar jobs, largely uh, those people are working less than than they were before. So there's there's less employment that leads to work injuries and therefore a, a slight reduction in the workers compensation practice. So I, I was interested that that's the way that went. I wouldn't have foreseen that, but that has happened to a point.
0: Mm -hmm. And I also know that the practice does quite a bit in the community. I mean, just talking with uh, Amy and Levi, you guys are involved in a number of different things. Can you speak to one or two of them that uh, you hold particularly close or something you're excited about?
2: Levi spent a lot of years and a lot of energy helping to bring the carousel online. Mm -hmm. So Levi has been a very big part of that. Uh, Amy Wolf has been a very big part of uh, Potsdam Go Forth. And in part through seeing how uh, Pottstown Go Forth was started and helped out by Tri-County Community Network. Uh, I took an interest in in Tri-County Network or or TCN and I'm now on the board there. I'm also on the board here in Pottstown with Harris Family Ministries. And um, so those are just a few of the organizations that we've volunteered with over the years. That's that's great. Go ahead. Now, so you're you're right. Levi and Amy are such integral parts of this community, and uh, I I envy uh, the their ability to uh, devote as much energy as they do to those things. Yeah, they have a lot
0: of enthusiasm. But you know why? They love their town. They love their yeah, community. They do. They so, do. No yeah. question about it. Yeah, as I as do too. Yeah, I was going to say as do you and 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 the others at the firm. Uh, Drew, if you wouldn't mind uh, pulling up that website one more time. Uh, I just wanted to kind of go through it and, you, you know, our folks who are kind of curious about uh, you or any other members of the team there, you know, they have an opportunity on the website to kind of go through. And if you do, if you go under attorneys there, um, if folks have an opportunity to, to meet your individual attorneys and get a little bit of a background on each one of them. So, uh, you know, I know having an attorney is a very personal uh, thing for most people. So if you want to kind of get an idea for, you know, who you're talking to and maybe what they specialize in, that's a great opportunity to do that. So we have a few more moments here. Uh, Bruce, is there anything else you'd like to add? I'm I'm glad we had you on today. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that I, I spent quite a few years as a uh, litigator in, in Montgomery, Berks, and Chester counties, and also somewhat in Philadelphia, and it was through that litigation and seeing how businesses got themselves into trouble uh, that I was able to get a better feel for how to function as a business attorney to help get them out of trouble. Uh, so, you know, our, our primary goal when we meet with a, a client to set up a new company, uh, or meet with a client that runs into a problem with an existing company, uh, you know, part of my, my primary goal when there's a problem is to try to get them out of it without litigation. Everyone thinks they wanna to go to court, but court's a messy, expensive process. And if there's a way to stay out of it, that's usually for the best. Uh, so uh, I've been in front of enough judges over the years who told me, you know, why are you here? Why can't you settle this thing? You know, so um, you know, I've taken that to heart uh, and do my best to keep my clients out of court. Because you know, once you're in court, fees get out of control uh once you're in court you lose a chance to or you, you can lose a chance to uh resolve it in a way that's satisfactory to, or at least palatable to a point to both parties uh and there are plenty of judges who will tell you you want to find a way to settle this because if you don't settle it i'm going to rule in my, in my the way i want to rule, and is probably not going to make either one of you happy yeah so we run into that a lot uh but i, I i've pride myself in finding ways to keep my clients out of court and to make sure that the practices they're following going forward are least likely or less likely to get them in trouble in the first place.
0: Great, great advice. Again, that's why we call subject matter experts. So
2: (laughs) Bruce, thank you so much for
0: being on today. Greatly appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate
0: oh, it. My pleasure. My, my guest again today is Bruce, I'm sorry, Bruce Baldwin from Wolf Baldwin and Associates. I was trying to merge both
2: of those together. <laughs>
0: um, so well, we've,
2: we've tried we've tried worse. So, okay. Right,
0: right. Uh, if I could ask you to hold on for just a moment, but uh, before sure. we go, I do want to thank uh, Drew Griffin from Delicious Marketing. Drew is behind the scenes. Uh, he's pulling up the website for us. He's monitoring the uh, chats. Uh, and making this whole thing possible. So Drew from Delicious Marketing, thank you again so much uh, for volunteering. So folks, once again, uh, this has been an episode of Chamber Chat Live. My name is Bill Vitiello, I'm the Director of Institutional Relationships and Marketing with the Victory Bank. And we wanna finish by thanking our 2021 mission and vision partners, our MVPs. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe or share. Want to be a guest? Email
2: podcast at chamber dot com.